This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're recording this on tax day. So by the time this comes out, we'll both been locked away by the IRS because neither of us... Lock me up. I don't have, care. <laughs> ...have done them correctly, at least. That's fine. Come for me. Whatever. <laughs> I do not don't care. Don't say that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> My God. It's chic. <laughs> if I went to jail for tax fraud, that's hot. <laughs> Okay. Put me in a nice country club prison, <laughs> like the Martha Stewart one. Put me in that, uh, in the one that that Full House girly went. Into. Yeah, that orange is a new black one. That yeah. seemed nice. Lots of sisterhood going on. Mistakes. It's tax day, tax day. Okay, also, um, that's a fun sneak peek for what the mistake is going to be this episode. What's the mistake? I don't know. What do you think based on that one clue? I'll give you <laughs> I don't one know. guess. The song I just sang doesn't give you any indication uh, taxes? of taxes. What... Oh, well, it's a tax for someone to tax fraud. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So the melody, it's tax day, tax day, gotta get down on tax day. That doesn't mean anything to you? Nope. (laughs) You've never heard that melody anywhere? Not that I can think of. (laughs) Where were you in 2010? Uh, I don't know. Smoking a lot of weed. Mm, Okay. (laughs) And going to summer school. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, I believe you. (laughs) We're just going to leave it at that. All right. And when we get to the mistake, um, I'm just going to act like you have no idea who this person is because apparently you don't. Great. You I don't. Living under a rock in 2010. Got I it. guess. Or 2011, I, I guess. Oh, I definitely was in 2011. I was high every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Um, so Nika is going to jail for tax fraud. <laughs> And doesn't know who Rebecca Black is. <laughs> um, I'm losing my mind because I'm also probably going to jail for tax fraud, even though I tried really hard. Why? Why are taxes so impossibly hard um, for normal people? But then Donald Trump has to pay like seven hundred dollars. What? What's going on there? I do don't any know. do any accountants want to slide into my DMs and teach me how to? not pay any taxes because apparently that's a fucking option didn't jeff bezos pay like zero percent on like the amount like the money that he made during 
Yep. Whatever. <laughs> I like how I, I didn't know the specifics, but you're like, yes. <laughs> I mean, de- I, yes. <laughs> Great. Anyway, do your taxes, everyone. <laughs> it sucks. And it sh- we shouldn't have to, especially after 2020. What the fuck? Insane. Like, what exactly are we paying for? Like, what service did they provide in 2020 other than like literally sitting by and watching us die? Yep. Mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. Should I go first? Sure. All right. Keepsake. Couple things. First thing is every time I've tried to find a parking spot this week, I've always found one right in front of my apartment, which I just feel <laughs> I just feel like there's a guardian angel looking after me this week. And um, I don't know. Anyone who has a car in New York knows that that is simply unheard of. And I think I just finally realized the secret to parking, which is, you know, if you're parking sometime later at night, in general, it's going to be a less than appealing parking spot because there's a reason it's open. It's like, you know, it's it needs to be moved first thing in the morning or something, or it's just really far away from your building or whatever. And so I've just realized... Park your car in that shitty spot instead of trying to look for a better one. And then when it's like 2 p.m. and everyone's at work, go snag a parking spot where you want a parking spot. Mm. And I've always known in my head that 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 is what would work. I've just been too lazy to do it. But wow. Wow. The results have been fruitful and my whole life has changed now that my now that my uh, car is always in front of my apartment. It's just a complete game changer people who don't live in new york are probably like yeah where else would you park your car (laughs) but um usually like 10 blocks away to answer your question (laughs) um but even the night of your party i drove my car to a comedy show that i had right before that so i had to drive back and park it at like 9 p.m. and that's usually like the worst time to park a car in New York City and the the parking spot literally right in front of my apartment was open oh yes and I was like oh my god the lord wants me to get to my besties party in time (laughs) um so anyway that's a keepsake another keepsake is um that just a few times now our friends have really fucking crushed it as far as um when unsavory characters are around and being protective of each other yes with weird, creepy predators. And I just, I feel like I've had so many friends in my life that try to give creeps the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. or like try to not rock the boat Mm -hmm. and like don't want to take sides. And it's just, it's been multiple times now with different friends that one person has been like, hey, this person like either has bothered me in the past or is bothering me right now. And then the entire crew kicks into gear being like, you need to leave to the creep. And I love that. So that's a keepsake. Um, If you don't have friends that are ready to kick into fucking gear and get rid of shitty people, then get new friends. Have to say that. Um, My mistake this week, definitely that I put off doing my taxes until yesterday and today. I did I did a little bit of my taxes back in December because I was like, it's the end of the year, so I might as well get it done now. And so I would say I got maybe 30% of my taxes done in December, and that has really saved my ass 
today and yesterday while I've been trying to do it last minute, but holy shit, taxes suck so much. And I should have done them anytime, but the not the day of them being due. So oops, probably never, ever going to learn from that lesson. I think for the rest of my life, I'm going to be filing for them extensions. <laughs> but, um, you know, Maybe by saying it out loud right now, I'm holding myself accountable. And um, hot take. Okay, my hot take is that um, cum shots and straight porn (laughs) are very silly to me and just go to show how much um, straight cis men only give a shit about their own orgasms, like to the point where even in their like fantasy that's all they're there for is to see a man orgasm <laughs> i think that is it's kind of nuts to me that like in media in like pornographic media that they're looking up they're more interested in seeing a dick come than the woman that the dick is coming on also come mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like but aren't you like you're not even seeing it in person wouldn't you like to see it in this fantasy video oh my god it's so weird i'm like the number of people on my only fans that ask me for cum shots which i don't have any sorry um i'm like why are you paying for my only fans to see a dude come i don't get it <laughs> what is going on are you gay I mean, it's fine if you are. Just be honest with with yourself. My God. That being said, cum shots from any other demographic with a penis, I think, is hot. I just don't need to see straight cis men come. That's gross to me. Yeah. I see plenty of it, sometimes unsolicited in real life. I don't need it represented in media. My God. (laughs) But, you know, gay cocks, girl cocks, bisexual cocks. Go go off, sweetie. Go go come all over the damn place, and I will be paying for it. Um, but yeah, that's my hot take because I just am so sick of um, you know when you work in adult entertainment, you get to know men's desires a lot, and that is one that it just comes up so much, and I'm I hate it. Anyway, that's my hot take. All right. Um, let's see. My keepsake was the pussy party that we had. It was a lot of fun and very lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, For the listeners, I had a pussy birthday party for my pussy anniversary on Friday, which my friends threw for me, which started out as a joke. (laughs) I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had a pussy party? Thinking it'd be like 15 people. And then it turned into a whole extravaganza with... A theme and a themed drink and a custom made cake and lots of people. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, the what was my mistake? Well, I guess my mistake was the I mean, it's not my mistake, but it was like kind of my mistake. I was not totally cognizant of um the people that were there Mm. and we had a few stragglers (laughs) come in which the stragglers that came were actually pretty cool but then there was one straggler that came who uh caused a problem Mm -hmm. and made people feel unsafe um and i was so out of it that i was not able to um 
take care of the situation. Um, well, you just weren't aware of the situation. Because I was so out of it. Yeah. If I hadn't been so high, I would have been aware. But I was just... Well, it was your pussy party, whatever. Totally. But I mean, I think that also puts like a certain level of responsibility on a person. Whether or not you're the guest of honor or the host, it's mm-hmm. like you should still be aware of what's going on. Um um yeah so that was it that just like left me thinking like okay going forward let's be a little bit more like on our toes when there are when there are certain people there that you don't know that well Mm -hmm. it's fine to like be lost to the world when you're with your close friends Mm -hmm. but when there are people there that you don't know maybe prepare for that but also it's like how could i have prepared for that because i didn't know what was going to happen yeah we were not prepared for the like post covid quote unquote post covid nature of this party where like people like came through like that's not something we've been used to yeah because in covid times when people weren't vaccinated it was like wholly inappropriate yeah to come through anywhere um and so we just didn't know what to do with that fully um, and then my hot take would be related to that, which is this person who I am talking about, who made everyone uncomfortable towards the later end of the party. I posted about them on Instagram today and named them to just let people know and had like 10 plus different gay men and non-binary and trans people, but mostly gay men message me in Brooklyn sharing their experiences with this person, um, validating what we all felt, um, which at first I was like, oh, that's validating and cool. And then it made me angry um, because I was like, well, if you all have experienced this with this person and you're all in the same friend group and you all know that this person has the capacity to be sexually aggressive and to be predatory and to be sometimes violent with people emotionally or physically. Why am I a woman, the something? first person to say something publicly? Yeah. And it always falls on the backs of women and femmes mm-hmm. to stand up and say something. Mm-hmm. And then we're called bitches or told we're being dramatic. Um, and I find that extremely frustrating Yep. because this could have just been altogether avoided if this person had just been called out publicly months ago or even years ago yeah. by all of these people who flooded my DMs and were like, sorry, that happened. Here's my story. Yep. All like physically capable men who could like if, you know, if they were in a situation where they felt like he would get physical, could have taken him on, etc. You know, it's like. But it had to be left to me to do it. Um, So my hot take really, a lot of people kept DMing me and being like, well, we always knew that he was, you know, very aggro in the way that he tried to get his sexual needs met, but we never knew he was predatory. And my thing is, they're linked. Mm -hmm. If you are aggressive or fucking aggro with getting your sexual needs met, you're probably a predator, like they go hand in hand. There's one it's there's a difference between between being direct about your sexual needs and then being aggressive mm-hmm. about getting your sexual needs met. And like that there can't really be any room to act as though those are not the same thing because they are. So, that's my hot take. Yeah. I mean, also just like 
<laughs> you know, it doesn't fall on like if you as an individual have a bad experience with someone, I guess it doesn't fall on you as an individual to call them out publicly every time. But in this case, it's like this is a pretty like tight knit group of like queer people that like I also and I don't know nearly as many of that group of friends as you do got like a lot of DMs of like that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Or, like that that like really tracks or whatever. Um and I would like I was, you know, validated too. Because all I did was like repost your stories and then just say like and just agree with them basically. Yeah. And while it's like validating and cool that like our community believes us and isn't mad at us for calling out one of their friends or something, it's like we could have kicked this person out the second they got there if we had any inkling. Yeah. But instead we like were polite. And like, there was like this, I mean, we talked about this when we had to kick this person out eventually, which wasn't until literally dawn. Yeah. They they had been there for (laughs) hours before we finally were like, okay, this person has to leave. And they had, they had non-consensually touched and or kissed multiple people by then. Yeah. Which is just like the fact that, and everybody involved was like, well, I don't know. Like, I didn't think anything of it because whatever, you know, like everybody that this person interacted with, like, just was like polite about it in this way that like, we could have all just been like, wait, who invited you? Literally no one. Okay. You have to go. But instead everyone was like, well, someone must've invited him and like, then didn't confer with each other. And then all like suffered in silence with his weird, creepy advances. Yeah. And comments and stuff. And it's just like, you know, in this particular community, it's not really my community to speak on. I'm friends with a lot of people in it. But like, I am in the comedy community. And this shit happens all the time in the comedy community, too. And it's just like, can we just agree to stop, like, being polite about whether someone is, like, possibly a predator or not and just have each other's backs? Also, it's just like, you know, there were people that were at that party who at like 4 a.m. when they saw that like the close friends, the last like 12 people there were in like um, Molly Cuddle Puddle were like, okay, like it's time for us to leave. Like you guys are doing your thing and we respect that and we see that. So like we're going to call our Ubers and go home. Thanks for having us. Bye. Like, you all want to make out now. And it's like, (laughs) that's the respectful, cool thing to do. And this person just lingered. Not only lingered, but like had criticisms. Yeah, was like getting angry. Literally showed up to a pussy party for a woman and had the audacity to say to one of the hosts, ew, I can't believe there are so many straight men and women here. Like, girly. (laughs) Fully thought they were, like, coming to, like, a sex party. And I was like, it kind of was one. Just not for you. (laughs) It was for, like, the close friends. It was a click sex party, okay? (laughs) Sometimes sometimes the click just wants to bump uglies. And when you're an outsider, it's your time to go. And it's, like, the fact that, like, this person just... (laughs) It's, like, it's not even, like, this person, like, didn't know that we didn't want them there. They didn't care. Yeah. Well, also, that was the weirdest part they were asked or not even asked told Told to to leave leave. and then they like kind of like stood there and like watched us (laughs) for a while before they left and it was just like really uncomfortable the good thing that came out of it is that our 
little group of friends like came up with like a game plan of just like having a friendship safe word yeah when we feel like someone's being like creepy or like you know needs to be addressed in some way yeah because that was that was where like that is the the crux of that miscommunication was that all of us were under the assumption that all everyone else except for ourselves was chill with this person Mm -hmm. and had and it was impossible to address that because he was there the whole time. Yeah. So you couldn't be like, hey, why is this like, who's friends with this person? <laughs> yeah. It's not like we were at like a DIY space. We were at someone's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I really appreciated that our crew kind of just came up with like, well, we have each other's backs. So in the future, if anyone feels this way, just say this and we yeah. will all know what that means. And we will have some kind of like plan to address the person that needs to be addressed because i don't know i feel like that people like that are very good like i said he was like a master at disarming everybody yeah and he's not the only one that's good at that that's like classic predatory totally behavior so i also i mean i recommend anyone listening to this to have something similar with your like core group of friends to just like have a safe word for when somebody is absolutely like even if it's just a bad vibe it's good to just communicate that like early in the night and just keep an eye on it as a group and then maybe like have a more severe safe word for like it's time for this person to fuck off or for us to fuck off yeah you know but i was glad that that's like there was at least something to be gained out of the situation no totally definitely showed us that like we are a very welcoming group and we need to sometimes not be so welcoming (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the downside of having big hearts, you know? I know. (laughs) Also, the downside of, like, us being extremely unsocialized for over a year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just not having to deal with, like, strangers that we don't like very much. You know, like, that. that's just, like... This would have never happened, quote unquote, during COVID. I know COVID is still happening, but, you know, New York, New York is now that everyone's like vaccinated, people are much more social and you couldn't just roll through a party you weren't invited to. Yeah. When people weren't vaccinated (laughs) because parties, quote unquote, were like six people watching a movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it would be really strange to not be invited and to show up to that. For sure. (laughs) So now we're trying to navigate, like, you know, fucking stragglers. Yeah. Stragglers are a new thing. Like I said, we need a list, and one of us needs to volunteer to be at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, there's a couple. The, one is not the fuck up of the week so much as the atrocity of the week, which is what is going on in Palestine and yes. Israel. Um, I've also decided I've decided to make the effort to start putting Palestine first when I talk about it because everyone says Israel and Palestine and like Palestine was there first. So I'm saying Palestine and Israel because I think even in the order we say it, we're giving Israel like a little bit more like validity in this quote-unquote conflict than i think it deserves 
because it's not a conflict. No, it's not. It's like people throwing a bottle of piss over a wall <laughs> and then getting like a nuked for that. Like, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not the fuck up. That's like, you know, an atrocity, a human rights violation, we could a do war a crime. Fuck up of the week with Israel. Well, which... is there a count? The, their, the Israel Twitter account? Yes. yes. Coming for Bella Hadid. <laughs> well, that, but also the, like, rocket tweets that oh was my sending. God. Yeah, well, did you read all of them? Because it was for a reason. Yeah, but, so, like... Yeah, these are all of the rockets that have been sent into Israel. Yeah. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> they mean, also literally... First of all, they're not even hitting people in Israel because the United States have sent them anti-rocket, like, weapons... That the rock, it's like some kind of like force field weapon that when the rockets go over into Israel over the wall, they can't hit anything. Right. Because they get like pushed away. Right. I mean, this is not to say that people in Israel are not also dying in like 12 people. Right. But like, (laughs) you know, if you're an Israeli person who has lost somebody due to this, I'm like, there's no part of me that wants to like diminish those individual lives lost. But if you're just talking about the entire situation, it's like not actually comparable. And it's, no. it's, I mean, it's, you know, America is also a colonial like settlement yeah. on other people's land. And I don't think individuals in America are like, to blame for that or should be killed for that. So there's no part of me that's like condoning Israeli citizens being killed. But I'm also not condoning Palestinians being displaced and bombed and killed either, which is happening at a much larger extent. And my tax money is funding it. And it's just kind of annoying that um, if you have anything to say about what's going on in Palestine and... Um, with the Israeli occupation that it's like inherently like anti-Semitic or mm-hmm. that you want death to like Israeli people. And like neither of those things are true. Yeah. IMO. I'm sure there are anti-Semitic people who don't like Israel, but like there's also anti-Semitic people who don't like fucking Brooklyn. Like it's like yeah. th- to, to make everybody out to be anti-Semitic is, um, been a very effective PR move for a very long time. Yeah, gaslight, gatekeep, girl, <laughs> girl boss. boss. <laughs> and I'm shocked. Like this this week has been like truly the first time I've seen like widespread open criticism um in a way that is not being immediately shut down with like, well, it's complicated. And it, it people are attempting to do that, but it's yeah. just not happening. And I'm like, that's good because it's not that complicated. Yeah, I'm like, no, girly, 12 Israelis have died this week and 188 Palestinians have been murdered. So it's not and that literally, complicated. And literally all of them did not deserve to die. No, totally. I'm, you know, I'm just saying like, it's not, the toll has been so much higher and it always has been yes. in Gaza than it's been in Israel. And that's yeah. just the truth of the matter. I also think that the other fuck up of the week was the CDC making the announcement that vaccinated people don't need to wear masks, not because I don't want to not wear a mask. I would love to not wear a mask, but it's just like the very people who have been anti-mask are also anti-vax and they're making it an honor system, Yeah, which is just 
literally asking for like the the murder of people who can't get vaccinated for like health reasons yeah. or frontline workers who have like way higher exposure than anyone else to like random strangers. And even if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. It's hopefully not as bad, statistically not as bad, but there's still people who like get COVID. Yeah. It's just fucked up and stupid. The CDC is absolutely ridiculous and has eroded all <laughs> public trust. I mean, my God, are they a bunch of fucking morons. It's like basically like the one year anniversary right now of them being like, oops, masks are actually good. You guys should start wearing them. And now like a year later, they're like, take them off. Who cares? Honor system. And it's just like, I, know. I hate wearing a mask personally, but like I rather wear it if it means that everyone else also has to wear it if people are not getting vaccinated. Yeah. Listener mistakes. All right. I think I can say her name. So this comes from um, my friend Izzy, who I knew in um, Burlington and is just a delightful human um, and and messages me very sweet messages about the podcast a lot. So I'm glad she wrote in uh, with a mistake. So this is it. Um, OMG, y'all, IDK, if this counts as a mistake I made, but uh, it's a good gay dating story. I went on this Tinder date with a chick after texting for like a month. Uh, I had parentheses. I had gone out of town when we started talking. Um, On the date, we talked about bad and strange Tinder dates we had been on. And at one point we talked about tattoos and I showed her one on my leg. The things kind of then things kind of fizzled out. She was hard to make plans with, so I stopped texting as much. Then a few weeks later, she posted that she got basically the exact same tattoo, same size, no color. She had gotten like two inches away from the very same spot I had it. I wasn't sure how to respond, so to keep things light, I was like, "I'm telling this story on my next Tinder date," and she was like, "Let me know how it goes." The next day, she sent me some rando Instagram post and was like, I'm not sure if I'm over the surprise. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm over the surprise matching tattoo. She sent a pic of mine in case. Wait, hold on. And then I sent a pic of mine in case she forgot. She just said inspirational. Anyways, I'm trying not to overthink it. I've totally done things that I thought were an original idea and then realized I saw it somewhere else. I get that everyone gets the same tattoos, but the whole thing was kind of creepy and strange and funny. And I think it's extra strange that she didn't laugh about it. Anyways, here's pics. Okay. I mean, I like it. Um, love you forever, Izzy. P.S. One time I stayed at Anya's when she was out of town and pooped in this super cute underwear I just got and just tied it in a knot and forgot about it. And it was not in my bag when I got home. I wonder if she ever found it. (laughs) (laughs) This mistake haunts me. And I wonder if her dog just got to keep it as a sweet treat. Guess I'm not used to the big city with no public bathrooms. Glad I could get this off my chest. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. What? So that is a very funny way for me to find out. I do remember her staying in my apartment <laughs> when I wasn't there. Don't think I ever found any poopy underwear, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for your candor, Izzy. Um, yeah, the tattoo thing. 
obviously wouldn't be your mistake. It would be the Tinder dates mistake. That's what, that's something that like happens a lot is people like stealing tattoos and then like not like being like weirded out if you bring it up to them. It hasn't happened to me a ton. It sort of happened to me a couple of times, but like I have a lot of friends who um, will be like, hey, that's my tattoo that you got. And people will be like, yeah, a lot of people get this tattoo and it'll be like yeah but that's like the same place and Mm. this the same tattoo um and the closest that that ever happened to me is i have a wrist tattoo that i designed that is like the skyline of manhattan that i designed when i was 14 when i got it (laughs) um and somebody messaged me asking for a picture of it because they wanted to get it and i was like no (laughs) and then they got like weird they were like why like it's flattering that someone wants the same tattoo as you like why won't you just send me a picture of it and i was like i don't even know how to describe like why this is like a weird request and that i don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) um so i kind of get it I don't know if they ever got it. I didn't know them well enough, but that's that. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that is a uh, weird. Yep. Any thoughts? I mean, all it made me think about is my tattoo, which is not really related, but it just made me think of stolen tattoos. And people always think that my teen idol tattoo was inspired by a drag race teen idol tattoo. And it was not. But everyone seems to... Wait, is there is it on their chest? Yeah, there's a Canadian drag race person, I think, who like a square on her chest. But it's Teen Idol, I-D-L-E, after the Marina and the Diamond song. Mm -hmm. It came out last year, like the season came out last year. And everyone always thinks that that's why I got my tattoo. But I didn't. I didn't even know of that song until after I got the tattoo. And it's (laughs) I-D-O-L. Idol is in the state of mind yeah um yeah i've never stolen a tattoo from anyone and i don't think anyone's ever stolen a tattoo idea from me well you kind of stole your anchor tattoo from your grandma or well, your great grandma well, right? an homage i know to her. it's a joke yeah i mean well everyone in the state of rhode island has an anchor on their arm because <laughs> it's our state emblem so right um but yeah i mean that i definitely got because of her um but yeah other than that no i can't think of any yeah, no, I definitely haven't. All my tattoos have been original. Yeah, I besides mean, that one, pretty much same. But if anyone wants to get a Teen Idol tattoo, <laughs> they can do that. Just make sure you spell it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like a and like just a inherently creepy, weird vibe to get the same tattoo as someone you went on one date with. Yeah, that is weird, right? I do like that both pictures sent, they have hairy legs. Uh, I love ew. I love a good, like, that's how I know for sure that this is a good gay story. Disgusting. <laughs> hairy legs. My God. Um, yeah, huge red flag. Don't go on another date with this person, Izzy. Also, don't leave your poopy underwear in my house next time. <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome in my house anytime because I love you. My God. <laughs> Deep dive. Deep dive. 
Before I get into my deep tie, let me apologize for our listeners for being so low energy. I have slid hard into the start of a depressive episode today. <laughs> so bear with us. <laughs> Did not realize it hit until we started recording. And I was like, oh, that's why I could not get out of bed today or take a shower. Um, mm, that's how you know. But I did. I washed my hair, but I had to really force <laughs> myself to do it. And I was like, why don't I want to do that? <laughs> I usually love bathing. I do it twice a day. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. So I, have, I don't think that I've done this deep dive yet, um, but I'll ask you if I have. I know that I've done one deep dive about um, fucking up my friend's car, but I think it was a different time. Have I done the deep dive about the time I fucked up her car and then went to a commune in Vermont? I don't think so. Okay, great. I think you told me that. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. Same friend? Same friend. (laughs) A year later. I don't even remember the first deep dive you did about that. I I did a deep dive in one of our earlier episodes about the time that I drove for a car a little bit drunk, not realizing that I was drunk, and then pulled into her driveway. Oh, wait. On Baron's episode, right? Yes. Fucked up her car and then was like, I'm bipolar. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, this fucking cunt. Okay. So this was a, a year later. And my friend went to Italy and randomly, because we had no boundaries in our friendship, was like, I'm, we were on FaceTime. I was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to leave you my car keys. And I was like, why? And she was like, so you can drive my car while I'm in Italy, silly. And I was like, why are you offering to let me drive your car while you're in Italy? And she was like, I don't know, like, you don't have a car. And I just like thought it would be a nice thing for you to do. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and like, I'm a good driver, but like, are you sure because of last year? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, whatever. And I was She's like, like, yeah, you're bipolar. You explained that to and me. And I was also sober, like, at this point. So it's like, there was no, there was no, like, thought process that I would, like, get fucked up and fuck up her car. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. So, um... I'm leaving a date one night and I'm in her car and I'm on the phone with someone who is like thinking of being my sponsor and I'm like driving down a main road and I get to this intersection called J. John Partington Way in Providence, which leads to like three different highway entrances and It's like, it's dark out and I'm on the phone, so I'm not fully paying attention and I'm driving and I go to take a, I think like a left-hand turn and I don't look to see if anyone's coming because usually no one is and a car is like zooming through and hits me. So like T-bones me. So I immediately pull over and I'm like, oh, like I hang up on the person. I'm like, I have to go. I just got into a car accident. And I'm like hyperventilating and I'm like, oh my God, like how the fuck did this just happen? This happened a year ago. I'm literally going to kill myself. Like what the fuck? Mind you, the car is not that damaged. There's like, you know, damage on the bumper of the car and it looks worse than it really is. But I'm still freaking out. And I'm like, okay, like what the fuck do I do? She's in Italy. She's already having a bad time in Italy because she had FaceTime me that day being like, I'm not having a good time. And I'm like, I'm not going to like FaceTime her. And she was coming home in like four days. So I was like, either I can FaceTime her and tell her I just got into a car accident in her car and stress her out for the next four days in another country. 
Or I can just wait until she gets back and then tell her, which is what I would want someone to do for me. Like, if Mm -hmm. I can't handle the situation now, don't let me know. Just tell me when I get back. So I'm like, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. But then I like start spiraling. And the next day, my friend Devin is like, hey, do you want to go to this fairy gathering in Vermont? It's these radical fairies. Like, I'm going to go. And I was like, honestly, like, yeah, like, let's get the fuck out of here. Not like really. Mind you, I had had plans where I was supposed to pick up my friend whose car I had fucked up in her car in New York from the airport. And then we were going to like hang out in New York for a weekend but just like totally forgot about this. So oh not only did God. I fuck up her car, I like ghosted her plans. <laughs> so I go to Vermont for <laughs> what is supposed to be two days. I stay for five. No one can get in touch with me because I'm in Vermont on a commune in the woods. <laughs> I like how you said Vermont as if that's like because there's no service in all of the state of Vermont. No, duh. but in Vermont in the woods. Yeah. Like it just yeah, just in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, Vermont. Um and so she apparently is like texting me the whole time I'm there and it's like you never picked me up in New York, like you are you okay? Where are you? Oh my god, what did she have to do? Nothing. Like, she was fine. We just, like, made, like, loose plans for a girl's trip in New York. I know, York. but, like, I assume she had to get home in oh, another way. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she figured it out. She's a big girl. Oh, my God, Nika. There's trains, planes, and buses. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. But... It's not my problem. It I was is in, kind of. I was in Vermont. I was having an experience. Listen, yeah, of course, it's my problem. So I'm doing the deep dive <laughs> know, on it. My God. I know, but, like, did you... <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> if I were expecting you to pick me up in my my car that I let you use the whole time. I'd expect you to like reimburse my bus ticket when I had to take the bus instead. No, I think her boyfriend picked her up because okay. we were all supposed to hang out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> now I'm like, don't invite your boyfriend to our plan. Now, now I think she's the villain. <laughs> uh, so mind Fuck you, that. first she's like, okay, Nika is dead. And then she gets when that I'm in Vermont and she's like, oh my God, did Nika like go in a spiral with my car in Vermont? So none of that happened. I just didn't take her car. I left it in my apartment complex, like, parking lot. So anyway, I have this, like, crazy, you know, week in Vermont on a bunch of drugs. I come back with half my hair shaved off. I have a mustache. <laughs> a tattoo on my tattoo chest. On chest <laughs> from I'm, Drag Race. I'm using they, them pronouns again. <laughs> and I get back the night before she's landing in or she's coming back to Rhode Island. And my plan is that I'm going to drive the car to her in the morning and be like, this is what happened. This girl, fucking Aries, gets to my apartment. <laughs> I'm on her side Gets again. to my apartment an hour and a half early. So I have no time to get the car to her. So pulls up to my apartment an hour and a half before she was even supposed to be in Rhode Island sees her car and what it looks like and calls me and immediately is screaming at me. And I'm like so hungover from all the acid I had done for a week in Vermont and shrooms and was just like, I can't like, I, I literally, I just can't right now. Like I cannot do this. And I was like, yep. I literally, I was like, yep, I get it. Like keep screaming at me. Like get it out, get it out. Like <laughs> to- like phone to ear. Like, yep. Okay. Then I have like the phone over here. I'm like, sleeping i'm like okay like 
are you still angry? Like, are you done yet? Um, long story short, it became a whole thing. Um, we also were at like the end of our rope with our friendship that we both were like, this was like the perfect catalyst where she was like, this is like the end of my rope with your messy irresponsible behavior. And I was like, this is the end of my rope with your like impulsive need to take care of me by like offering me things that you probably shouldn't have offered me. Mm-hmm. And we just need to not be friends right now. So it was kind of good because we didn't talk for six months. Then we became friends again. Now we're close again. But it um, definitely, obviously, was my fuck up to just like fuck off to the woods of Vermont and do a bunch of drugs for five days instead of like letting her know what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> my god i'm so glad that i met you when i did i know (laughs) i told you she was the friend who like had me as like you know the messy all you know like she was like the she was like the young like the young starry-eyed girl who was like dating like the lead singer in a band Mm -hmm. who like she thought he was like really cool and then realized (laughs) wow is he a mess yeah in a way because like you know it's, you're not ex-friends. You just live far away. I feel like she's kind of like the ex-girlfriend who is now watching you be like a really good partner to yes. someone else. Yes. It's like, hmm, I wonder who did all that hard work. Yeah. And I'm like, my boyfriend is the best. He treats me so right. We literally talked about this last time I was home. I said this and I was like, LOL. I'm like, hi, I get so lucky. And she's just like, Steaming, like, <laughs> yeah, how did you? I wonder. <laughs> Although, I want her to know that I've known this from the get-go, because you've been very honest yeah, with me about that. Yeah, always. Like I'm like, no, I give her as much credit yeah, as possible. We, as... Uh, us as besties give her credit constantly for us even being possible. So yeah. if you're listening, girly, we want you to know that. <laughs> and I've gotten a similar speech from my ex's current girlfriends. <laughs> like, thank you for everything you put up with, because now he's an amazing guy. And I'm like, glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm so happy for y'all. <sighs> I'll send you the bill for my therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You can reimburse me. Um, Anyway, this relates (laughs) to this week's best mistake. Best mistake. How does this relate? Um, Something that could have just been like a small and embarrassing accident spiraled into something much larger and out of control that ultimately resulted in in everybody everybody or at least the main characters lives being better and them being better people and that's how your mistake relates to friday by rebecca black <laughs> amazing <laughs> um Okay, I'm going to pull up this this here document and also the Friday Wikipedia page. I just want to say that my sources um, for this, um, other than the Wikipedia page, um, are... Um, Rebecca Black did an interview with Vice um, in, like, 2019 about 
Friday, and she also did a BuzzFeed video about it, I think also in 2019. I think she was promoting an album, and she was like, I know what I'll do. I'll talk about the most viral thing that ever that I ever did <laughs> on every single um, YouTube channel. So I think it was a, there was a Vice video, a BuzzFeed video, and a Refinery29 video that I watched in preparation for this, um, in addition to just the um, her Wikipedia page and the song's Wikipedia page. So if you're not familiar... Um, oh, I don't want that. If, if you're not familiar with <laughs> the song Friday... If you're like Nika and you're not familiar, no, with- I'm familiar with the song. I just didn't know what you were singing. I know the song Friday. Okay, well, <laughs> it was the chorus of the song with one word changed, but it's I fine. Just it's fine. Didn't know. It's fine. So if you're anything like Nika and you've never heard the song Friday by <laughs> Rebecca Black, um, I also didn't like you know sing it, but I also it was a stylistic choice because mm-hmm. neither does she. <laughs> True. (laughs) Um, And I, it's I've vowed that I'll never sing on this podcast. Um, You know, I think it's I think it's a lovely, beautiful thing when people break into song when they're doing comedy. But it's also uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to me personally. Whenever (laughs) I witness it. (laughs) So, Friday was um, a song that. Uh, kind of changed <laughs> the internet. Um, it was one of, and the reason the reason I chose to talk about this is because our most recent episode was our guest episode with Raven Acid Bath, Princess of the Darkness, mm-hmm. who I think is kind of a good example of, um, like a like you know a lesser viral more equipped human being going through the exact same thing. Rebecca Black is as if Raven, the acid bath princess of the darkness was actually the girl. Like if Sarah was actually Raven, yeah, that is what happened to Rebecca Black. She was actually in middle school when Sarah was not in middle school, <laughs> um, but was pretending to be. And she like made this in earnest, whereas Sarah was trolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went way more viral than any of the like Raven Acid Bath Princess of the Darkness videos ever did. Um, that being said, they're similarly iconic and came out around the same time. And they're both examples of the internet absolutely ripping a teenage girl to shreds for fun as like for sport, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And um I think both of them have really interesting arcs of reclaiming this thing that they got like death threats and like doxxed over, you know? Rebecca Black, if you're not familiar, is like currently like she's she's uh pretty big on TikTok, she's pretty big on YouTube, she's like an internet personality now who like has built an empire out of this like horrible thing that happened to her. And when we were, when we were speaking to Raven, she's like in the midst of kind of also doing that where she's like, I'm going to take all this hate I got and like make money off of it basically. And like um, the threat of being doxxed and like just out myself so that that is not like an option for people. Like Rebecca Black has been in the process of doing that honestly since Friday came out because Unlike Sarah slash Raven, um, she 
her real name was attached to it the whole time. So there was no like, who is this? It's like, it, yeah. well, that's Rebecca Black, you know? And we know where she lives and uh, we want her to die is essentially... Because that's everyone's reaction to if a teenage girl does any, anything on the internet <laughs> is um, how do we threaten her well-being? So the history of um, Rebecca Black and this song. Rebecca Renee Black, born June 21st, 1997. So um, same age as, as our dear friend Kiwi. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh... So I wonder if she's seen Mean Girls. <laughs> 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 um, I, I also think it's like kind of, uh, I mean... It, the, the stereotype is that cancers are the most sensitive sign and it's like kind of wild that something like this happened to her um, at the age of like 13 years old. And on top of everything, she was a cancer. <laughs> um, I also think that that's not necessarily, you know, like I think cancers are tougher than they appear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me started on cancers, my God. My God. Um, Hate them. All right, we're editing that out. <laughs> um, she was born in Irvine, California, and um, her parents, or at least one of her parents, is a doctor. Like she, she was born into like wealth and affluence, um, but with that also this like pressure to succeed and be like an intellectual and not mm-hmm. necessarily like an actress or singer one day. But of course, if you have a kid in California, you have to be prepared for the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, at three years old, she was like, I want to be a star. Um, so she started performing at like three. She was, but in the way that like, not in like a um, child star kind of way, in the yeah. way that like you and I also started performing as little kids, just like in local productions and like, yeah in dance class and singing lessons and stuff like that. Um, It still wasn't like the plan, quote unquote, to like become an actual singer one day. But that's like her interests were very clear, very young that she wanted to be. She at least wanted to perform, maybe not necessarily professionally, because according to her, there was this pressure to like basically be a doctor one day. Um, But in the meantime, She was a Glee fan. She did all the school musicals and she had these rich parents. And at her school, this other kid um, at the end of eighth grade or seventh grade, sometime in middle school, um, posted on like Facebook that she made this music video um, through this production company where like they her parents paid a few thousand dollars and she recorded a song and made a little music video and it was like a cute little thing. And Rebecca was like, I want to do that because I'm really interested in music and performing. And this seems like it'd be a really cool learning opportunity about like how the music industry works and like how you record a song and how you make a music video. Um, So she asked the friend like how she did it. And then she asked her parents if she could do it. And her parents like, threw some money at this like little silly thing. And in her mind, this was not like her trying to like get her like this. Was, this was not her chance at stardom. She thought she was going to post this on her like personal YouTube page and her friends would see it. Yeah. But like she wanted to do it for the experience to like just like see if this is something that she wants to pursue one day, which I kind of respect, you know, yeah. like if you if you have that, if if your parents have that kind of money, 
might as well spend it on something you're interested in for a learning experience Absolutely. as much as like anything else, you know, it probably costs the same as much as, as much as like a summer camp costs. And like, we don't criticize people yeah. for going to summer camp. And I, I remember back when this all happened, there was like this whole thing of like, well, it's okay to make fun of her. Cause she was this like stupid rich girl whose parents like paid for this anyway. And it's like, I don't know now that I've heard her side of it, like, uh, parents pay a lot more for a lot less like, productive things yeah and also like, who cares <laughs> definitely but you know there's this resentment towards people of privilege and i'm like it's not oh like her parents God. just like bought her like this like it's there it's not like she i don't know it they were having the same kind of annoyance at her as if she was one of those kids on sweet 16 who was crying about like not getting the car she wanted when yeah. like all she did was like Make a YouTube video. Uh, make a YouTube video. Also, if you want yeah. to be privileged, just work harder. <laughs> your Come parents on. should have been doctors. Yeah, sorry. Play Here's some bootstraps. Go put them on <laughs> your boots. Pull your parents up by their bootstraps. <laughs> Listen, darling, I can't buy you those boots, but I got you those bootstraps. <laughs> Do something with them. <laughs> um, so when she went to this production company um, and was like, I want to do this service you provide, they... Kind of like what they do with pop stars. They like sent her a couple different songs that she could record. And one thing that I think is interesting is the first song they sent her was a song called Superwoman that was about like, like trying to be this boy's superwoman. And like, it's like a love song to this boy. And she turned it down at, at the age of 13 because she was like, I don't really have like any experience with boys and this doesn't feel that true to me. Um, and I just think it's kind of iconic that now at the age of 24, she's like a famously gay icon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just love that. Like at 13, she didn't know she was gay, but she knew she did not want to sing a song about no boy. <laughs> and I love that. Um, she's like, you got of- any carpet munching songs I can sing? <laughs> They're like, um, no, but we have this song about the days of the week. How does that work? Do you lesbians like that? All <laughs> the days of the week you can U-Haul together. <laughs> now we can, we got to dissect all the lyrics of Friday to find like the lesbian undertones. <laughs> gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. Now what does that mean? Is that an innuendo? Um, <laughs> and she actually also has a video where she jokingly... Um, dissects the lyrics of Friday, which is funny that I just said that because I'm remembering that she did a funny or die video the same year Friday came out and made fun of the song. Um, like with funny or die, I assume like a comedian wrote it, but she performed mm-hmm. in this video, like making fun of the song and being like, I can't believe people didn't hear the like political subtext of this song. Like <laughs> <laughs> choosing between the front seat and the back seat is actually about foreign policy. <laughs> front seat, Iraq, back seat, Afghanistan. We got to choose. <laughs> this is like a very funny video that like this 13 year old did making fun of herself the year it happened, which I just think like people don't give Rebecca Black enough credit for what a good sense of humor she's had throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's funny that even at the time she was like, these lyrics are kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at her her like tender age of 13, she was like, well, I don't want to sing about boys. And this next song is kind of stupid, but no one's going to hear it. So what's the harm? And like, oh, my God, poor girl. So the video was released um, in February of 2011. Um, specifically February 10th, 2011 on a Friday. 
Um, the first like week, it was at like 3000 views. And the only people that saw it were like the kids at school. And like, nobody really made fun of it at school. Like everyone was like, LOL, like the the following Friday, they were like, Hey, Rebecca, what day is it? You know, like, Mm -hmm. like little, like poking fun, but it wasn't like the laughing stock or anything. It was just kind of like, Oh, now two girls at our school have done this weird music video thing, whatever. They didn't care. Um, then about like a week or two later, on a Friday, she gets an email from like a random person that she's never heard of, kind of like through her YouTube, I guess they found her email where they said, um, basically like this sucks, but you're about to be famous. You're, uh, this was just posted on Tosh.0 like good luck. And so then, and she got it like on her phone and in the car. And apparently like between getting that email and like getting home from school, um, the video had like reached like a million views already and like had all these like extremely negative comments. And like she said, like the second that she got home and like started scrolling through the comments, she like knew that like this is not going to be over anytime soon. Oh, Um, But she did not realize that like it was going to be this like uncontainable, like national ordeal. Um, So pretty much immediately her parents get on the phone with the company that posted like you know recorded and posted this video for her also by the way the like music video itself it was literally just like recorded with a bunch of her friends like in her dad's driveway yeah like like in her head this was like nobody's ever gonna see this you yeah. know so when fucking daniel tosh a, an adult man makes fun of this video on his like tv show um he basically like was sentencing this 13 year old to a lifetime of like death threats and scrutiny and like i mean to me like the mistake of this story is fully that daniel tosh even touched this video yeah absolutely and that it was legal to even do that with a video that like i think the early 2000s and 2010s was like so much of our television and our media was like, and it still is. If you go on TikTok, this is still the case. Was people like capitalizing on like children embarrassing themselves? Yeah. In like home videos. And this is kind of a step up from that because it's not just like a little kid like falling on their face at like a party or something. It's like a 13 year old who was like made a made something herself and like made this video and it wasn't like a candid moment caught on camera it was like something that she worked on that they like treated with the same kind of like flippant casualness Mm -hmm. that they treat with like charlie bit my finger or something like as if it's like our right as adults to do that to a 13 year old you know yeah it's psychotic so her parents got on the phone with the company that made the video and who the video was on their YouTube page. And they were like, do you want us to take down the video? And she immediately, Rebecca was like, no, like that's even more embarrassing. It's going to get posted somewhere else. Like it's already out there. It was already on TV. Like it looks like I'm a coward if I, if we take this down. So immediately she's like a fighter about it. You know, she's Mm -hmm. like, fuck it, leave it up leave the comments on all of it. You know, she's like, who cares? But also like, I care a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, immediately they're getting bombarded with talk show requests 
and um, like just a lot of like, you know, media interviews. She does Jay Leno. She does like um, the Today Show or something like that. Maybe Good Morning America, you know, those kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, in the meantime has to stop going to school because first of all, she's so busy with all the like press that Friday is getting that her, her grades are slipping, but also she loses all of her friends, including all the people that are in the video with her and could have just like had her back and like thought it was funny, you know, but instead they like everyone basically like condemned her and she got like bullied out of school. So she, she basically leaves school. She starts homeschooling, which her family is upset with because they still want her to be like a doctor, you know? Yeah. Um, but like she can't she just can't keep up with her her grades and there's nothing like socially to be gained from school at that point. So she she starts homeschooling um, and she just like slips into this like weird dichotomy of like the entire world is making fun of her video. Every celebrity has a joke about it. Everybody has like a cover of it. Um, all of her friends are making fun of it. Everyone in her age group like thinks she's like this big joke but also she's on tonight's show with jay leno yeah she's in katy perry's music video last friday night she's at the grammys she wins a teen choice award she like d- presents something i think at the vmas or one of the mtv um like shows mm-hmm. she's at the vmas either way i don't know i don't remember if she won something or not she does that funnier die video where she makes fun of the lyrics of Friday. Um, and then like years later when like Rolling Stone and Billboard and like all of these big publications are doing decade wrap ups, all of them include Friday among the most influential songs of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. So it's like this very interesting thing where like her life was like falling apart, but also like she was like in this weird world of like being incredibly grateful that this horrible thing happened to her because she's like, get like the most amazing things are happening to her too. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, at the end of 2011, YouTube reveals that Friday was the number one video of the whole year. Um, and like the, the following couple of years, she like continues to do little things like making fun of Friday. She like released a song called Saturday. That was funny. Mm-hmm. She, she like, she just like for the next couple of years, she like kind of continues on this like this like roller coaster of like cool, weird things where they're like she is kind of uh this something that most people who turn into memes end up having to do. Like mm-hmm. Kombucha Girl did this too. Yeah. Where it's like you're on a press tour for like yourself being a meme a couple years ago. And it's like eventually she's like, okay, this is like kind of boring. And um Friday doesn't define me. So at 16, she just like goes back to school. She she fires her whole management team. She fires her like manager and like her representation and her agents. And she just goes back to public school and just uh, starts a YouTube channel. She's like, I'm just going to um, like make videos myself rather than like going on these TV shows or going on other YouTube channels. And like some of them will be about Friday and some of them will be about like funny things that have happened because of that. But like I'm, I just want to like reintroduce myself as like my own person that's Mm -hmm. separate of this like crazy thing that happened. Um, And in the process of that, um, she also starts writing her own music 
that has like nothing to do with Friday. Like she had released a couple of songs that all had something that Saturday was like just kind of like haha it's the next day of the week. She had a song that was like about public scrutiny. Like all of her songs after Friday up until she was 16 were like about Friday in some capacity or about being like a famous like person like people someone everyone loves to hate or whatever. Yeah. Like kind of the bad baby thing where like her whole persona was about what people think of her. Mm-hmm. Um Another person who just like became famous because of something embarrassing when they were 13. (laughs) I just love the way that this world has created a whole new career for people, which is did the public absolutely rip you to shreds at 13? Great. You're a celebrity now. Um, So uh, she started releasing new music, I guess, like a like. After a couple years of doing YouTube and going to public school, I think maybe around when she was like eight, 17, 18, she starts releasing music that is just music. It's just like about being in love or about having a crush or about breaking up or about like, and it's pretty good. Like I recommend everyone listen to Rebecca Black's like new era of music, pretty much 2016 on her music is like, honestly, pretty good. <laughs> um, some of them are legit, like in playlists and stuff of mine, but all of it is like listenable and good. Um, and on February 10th, 2021 to commemorate the song's 10th anniversary, um, Rebecca Black released an official hyper bop remix of Friday hyper pop, sorry, which is like fine, but it's like what's this what's good about that remix is just um like how hot and like cool she is now mm-hmm. in the video. The song itself is it's still Friday, so it's not like amazing, but it's yeah. it's a remix and she looks hot in it. So it was a cool like reclaiming what happened to her and kind of I think in many ways her kind of officially closing that chapter. Like I think she's done for now. Yeah. And like really talking about Friday or giving it really any time of day. Like she's got a successful YouTube and she's got a successful TikTok and a pretty successful music career. And she's like a queer icon now because she came out as gay not too long ago and has been like all of her songs are pretty like um, explicitly gay. You know, she she has a song where like about her girlfriend and she has a, like most of her songs say like she in it when she's talking about someone like a love interest. And um Yeah, I just think that it's pretty dope how she's like completely turned around this horrible thing that happened to her. And um, yeah, I remember being uh, in like being a year older than her in 2011. And like that song, I remember like the day that that song blew up. Like I remember everybody being like, oh, my God, have you seen this like horrible song and video? And, like, participating in that a little bit. I don't think I commented anything. Like, I don't think I, like, said anything that she would see at the time. But, like, I definitely made fun of it with my friends. And I just feel like it was, like, another example of uh, us still not really understanding the severity or the impact of, like, our behavior on the Internet in the in the early days. Absolutely. Of, the early aughts were crazy. Yeah. Although it's like, you know, at that point, it's like 2011. It's like not like, I don't know. It's not like uh, 
early, early viral stuff. Like you, you'd think we would have started to get our shit together a yeah, little but bit. We were still young. I mean, I was like 16. We in were young, sure. Yeah. But I just mean, as a culture. Oh, no. The, yeah. The media is to blame for sure. Yeah. I just mean like teenagers and kids participating in it. Like, what the fuck did we know? Yeah, for sure. Um, also, there was like kind of an interesting thing that happened in 2011 when Rebecca started like, you know, doing her little um, look how much I care tour of like, like in within the year of Friday coming out, she was already, quote unquote, like in on the joke. You know, mm-hmm. she was like making fun of it with everyone. Um, I'm sure that that sucked to a certain extent for her. But also, I think she like also did see the humor in it also to a certain extent. But um because she was doing that, because she sang it on Jay Leno, because she like sold a ringtone of Friday, the company that made the video tried to like have a rights like legal battle with her over it because mm-hmm. she was like making money off of this video oh that they God. made. And like apparently in the contract, it's like hers. Yeah. But because this is like the first time they ever had a huge success and like all these eyes on a video they made, they tried, they tried to like not sue her, but just like maybe sue her. I don't know the right, the right terminology, but they tried to like get the rights to it and like make money off of it themselves. And, um, so the original Friday video was taken off of YouTube because it was their YouTube that it was on. And they like took it down because they like were mad that she was making money off of it. Mm-hmm. And then she won the rights to the song. So she reposted it herself within the same year. She reposted it knowing how much people hated it on her own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And it was still one of the most watched videos wow. of the year without all the original views that it had in the first couple months. Girl boss. Yeah. Oh my god! So I just like I just feel like um, we need to put some more respect on Rebecca Black's name because uh, I don't know if, I, if something like that happened to me at thirteen if I would have handled it with the grace and the sense of humor yeah, no. that she had. <laughs> Definitely not. And just like to be like <laughs> this video by the grace of God was taken off the internet and I'm gonna put it back, back up on, yeah. on my, with, under my own name. But like fucking get it, girl. She's in a Katy Perry music video. I mean, she rules. So anyway, that's the mistake that we all made, I think. Um, But also a little bit that she made, you know, like it's a dumb video. (laughs) But like when you're 13, you're entitled to make a dumb video. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that she's very glad she did it in the long run because now she's like a hot um, TikTok lesbian. So good for her. Sad. (laughs) <laughs> what she's a lesbian <laughs> what sad that she's a lesbian oh my god it was every every queer girl in this generation i feel like rejoiced when... no i know i just think it's bad oh oh that she's a lesbian yes yeah because you're homophobic yes well just against lesbians mm-hmm. rebecca black let us know if you're a turf because <laughs> if you are i take back every nice thing i said about you <laughs> if you are we're actually going to delete this episode <laughs> we're just going to release an episode of no noise at all JK Rowling. Rowling. 
<laughs> I am JK. That really was uh, winning people over at our part at the party. Yeah. When I just kept going up to people and saying, how are you, Nika? Oh, I am JK rolling right now. I love when I make a joke <laughs> and then Nika just says it to everybody and they're like, we love that joke, I said Nika. that it was a you, uh-huh. just so you mm-hmm. know. It's okay. I don't really need to claim ownership of the turf joke. <laughs> I am JK rolling, darling. I am JK rolling right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that just means that I'm I'm having a transphobic Molly experience. <laughs> I'm JK rolling. Um, so anyway, moral of the story. Moral of the story. Be nicer to teenagers online. Also, you can always, um, when life gives you shit, turn it into lemonade. Literally, when life gives you going viral for a bad reason, it seems like you can always turn it into a career. Yeah, girl boss it. <laughs> girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight it. Gaslight it. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm inspired by her for sure because... I feel like if I went through that at 13, I would not be like, you know what I'm going to do? Try to build an empire online. Try yeah. to build a YouTube channel. I'm going to go to the platform that like ripped me to shreds and purposefully upload anything on there again. Yeah. And if your parents are poor, tell them to be doctors. Oh, yeah. That's the real moral of the story. <laughs> Pull your parents up by their bootstraps. And now look at, I bet her parents are, I bet, <laughs> I bet she's getting the laugh, oh, la- laugh, yeah. laugh, laugh. Her parents are probably so happy that she has their retirement on a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if she's making that kind of money. I'm sure she's making more money now than she would have as a doctor. You think so? Yeah, because when you become a musician or a TikTok, TikTok star or any kind of influencer, you get brand deals. Yeah, but not like that kind of like i feel but like you get we, enough that you can invest in shit yeah, i mean if she's sure. smart with her money she's probably been investing it since she was 13 yeah i mean she's definitely not poor don't get me wrong but i just feel I'll like look up her net worth the yeah but that's never accurate well, i'll look it up anyway i apparently even have a net worth that you can google and it's wrong that's weird why do you have a net worth that you can google i guess everyone on OnlyFans, you can look you can apparently look up how much money they're making on OnlyFans. oh my god i need to go look up what my apparent net worth mine says that i'm making fifteen thousand dollars a month and i'm like um news to (laughs) me i would (laughs) i would love to know where the rest of that money is oh my god and this person on field i think or maybe tinder said that he googled my OnlyFans money and wanted to know how much i was actually making and I was like, well, that's I'm not so going to tell you how much I'm actually making. And he was like, so I guess it's right then because like you don't want to Ew, admit it. So I think I wait a minute. We'll talk about this when we're not uh, on air. <laughs> did he try to did, did you also get? Uh, no, was this a six foot tall Jewish boy from Brooklyn on so. field? Oh, OK, I matched with someone on field the other day who went and saw because I have the podcast on our or uh, mm-hmm. our, our podcast on my field profile and he was like, oh, I've talked to Ani before, but she thought I was really annoying. So, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop talking to you then. Oh my God, you have to show me. Well, he tur- he unmatched with me because I stopped talking to him. Huh. 
Yeah, all of Field hates me because um, I like don't reply fast enough, and then they like unmatch. Yeah, same. Me. I'm like, sorry that I'm busy. I'm living a life. I've never experienced that on any other dating app. I like, know every other dating well, app because you is, can like, see on Field when someone reads the message. Yeah, but like, fucking calm down. I know. I'm like, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah, I hate it. I I don't have Field anymore. Um, everyone can suck my fucking left one. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I kind of stan Rebecca Black. I think she's hot and funny and cool. Um, and I'm very impressed with how she dealt with that super shitty situation. Yeah. It low-key kind of reminds me. I know these are not comparable at all, but it does kind of remind me of Amanda Knox. Um, <laughs> taking like a horrible situation where everyone fucking hates you and yeah. just being like, okay, well subscribe to my podcast yeah no i mean it's not comfortable because what happened to rebecca black is way worse but <laughs> i'm in an ox i'm kidding i'm joking come on the pod we love you when are you coming on um <laughs> literally yeah, literally we're waiting for but also you. rebecca black come on the pod yeah you too if you want if you want come on <laughs> i feel like she would and rebecca oh my god come on the pod uh, <laughs> I feel like I've seen her like do people's podcasts. All right. Well, we're going to reach out to Rebecca Black. Yeah, I'm going to reach out personally. But also if anyone has um, a connect, let me know. Because I feel like the queer world is a small enough world. And the last person I reached out to is now in ICE custody. So. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, um, that's not going to happen to you. That's not that's correlation, not causation. Sorry, Anna Delvey. (laughs) You should have responded. Maybe that would have fixed things for you. Maybe you could have gotten your story straight on the pod. Yeah. And then Ice would have been like, I'll leave her alone. We'll leave you alone. Then that that all sounds good and fine. Yep. Um, we, we do not condone ICE as an organization. No, not at all. But also, but also she's like being deported back to Germany. So like, like, it's different. It's fine. <laughs> You're like, okay, have fun in Berlin. Like, <laughs> like have fun with your free healthcare. <laughs> absolutely party with that socialized medicine, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um... So Rebecca Black, come on the pod. Anna Delvey, maybe zoom into the pod. Yeah, yeah. zoom in when you... I don't know if you're still in ICE detention. (laughs) I think you are. Last time I read about it. Maybe I can get her best friend on the pod. I'm going to try. I'm going to tweet at her. That would be great. Um, Yeah, that's it. Kind of icon behavior to just take lemons and turn it into like fucking... (laughs) Turn, turn it into a like nice lavender vodka lemonade <laughs> spritz when truly. you're tripping on shrooms and Prospect Park and it's 80 degrees out. <laughs> truly. Like lemonade is not a refreshing enough drink to describe what Rebecca Black did. <laughs> um, LOL. Yeah, I simply do not have the same guts. Well, that's it. Bye. Bye. Uh, send us your mistakes. Uh, send us uh, best mistakes pod, pod at gmail.com. New episodes every Thursday. Follow us at best mistakes. Follow me at Anya Volt. Follow me at Nicola Mazzo. And kiss your friends on the mouth. Kiss your friends on the mouth. But not people that you like don't know that well. And yeah. also get consent from le- all of the above. And leave a party when um it's clear that people <laughs> don't want you there. <laughs> My God. My God. Uh, <laughs> 